0: It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block and across the world with award winning journalist, author, speaker educator and host Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts and just this past year the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snug up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Four-legged
1: life, four-legged life, four-legged life, four-legged life. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I just want to take this opportunity to introduce myself properly to you all. My last name is Moore. <laughs> and as a name implies, I do a lot in the pet world. You might say I, I happily wear many collars. Um, in addition to being a uh, host of this new nationally syndicated radio show, I've had the honors of being host of the longest running pet podcast on the planet. It's called Oh Behave, and it's on Pet Life Radio. The show has more than a half a million listeners. And uh, let me get you in a time travel capsule. Maybe uh, uh, it aired way back in 2007. That was the first show. And that was when uh, people didn't even know what a podcast was. And it, we did it using phones, dial-up phones, and Skype. <laughs> so it was a lot of click-click hang-ups and everything. But, hey, I'm doing a bit of a Snoopy dance right now. Why? Because this is our premier radio show episode and all of you are in for a double treat. We're going to start the show with America's veterinarian. Yep, I'm talking Dr. Marty Becker, founder of Fear Free Pets. And in the second half, we're going to chat with another dedicated veterinarian, Dr. Gary Weitzman, president of the San Diego Humane Society. Now, both of these great vets Are back on home turf after volunteering their veterinary skills to help dogs and cats and other pets at the Ukraine border. We salute you both. So let's get started. It's uh, very fitting everyone that Dr. Marty is my first guest on this brand new nationally syndicated radio show. After all he was my very first guest 15 years ago Wow! Uh, when I launched the old behavior on Pet Life Radio. Now, guess what? This podcast is still a humming, and it now ranks as the longest-running pet podcast on the planet. Um, Marty, you're my good luck charm. Welcome to my very first radio show.
2: You know what, Arden? I, I, I can't believe it's been 15 years, but when I look in the mirror, I'm running out of, <laughs> I'm running out of hair, Arden. I'm running out of hair. I'm getting ready for my 50th class reunion. Uh-oh. I'm a little scared. I'll tell you why I'm scared, Arden. Back in high, back in grade school, you know what my nickname was? No. Party Pecker. <laughs> and I'm really afraid I'm going to hear taunts again. You know, now at 68 years old. So, uh, yeah, could it could be a rumble.
1: Bring a pet posse and they'll be distracted.
2: That's what I should do. That's what I should do. There you go. Isn't it funny about you? You introduced me as America's veterinarian. My mom would uh, she's passed, but she would she would laugh at that. It's funny how things, you know, a little farm kid from southern Idaho that grows up in potato country that wanted to be a dairy practitioner and ends up look what uh,
1: happens. Looks what look what
2: happens. And you know, Ard, this is I know I'm chasing a rabbit a little bit, but <laughs> I was at a cat whisper symposium and I see that beautiful. Uh, cat over your right shoulder
1: that is oh by the way if i may interject everyone because this does go on youtube also i am in my backyard office called ard's den and that is pet safety cat casey and in the other corner kona hello uh pet safety dog kona so go ahead Doctor. that was Marty. a good
2: intro we were at a cat Whispers symposium in portland and we're getting ready to give the talk and there's we're having breakfast at the at the head table and i go God, this is crazy. I went to veterinary school to be a dairy practitioner. And Tony Buffington, who we both know is one of the world's global cat experts. So did he. Really? Heidi Schaffert, a board-certified veterinary (laughs) anesthesiologist. So did she. So all three of us went to veterinary school to be dairy practitioners. And here we are at the Cat Whisperer Symposium. So you never know,
0: do you? You never
1: know. But you know what? Whatever arena you're in, uh, pets are in good good steed with you because you've really been a champion. Hey, um, lots happened since we've talked last, Dr. Marty. And uh, I know I can't keep it all together. I don't stalk you, promise. But last count I saw, you've been to about 86 countries, but you made a very special trip in April. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Therese and I have been married. My wife, 45 years were really close, very close. And uh, the only I mention that, she, my granddaughter, Reagan, was home. She went to lunch with Reagan, came back two hours later, and I would booked a trip to Romania. And she was like, WT. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this <laughs> like, is radio now, not podcast. This is radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she was uh, like, oh, my God, should have talked to me. Well, it had been on my heart and head to go over there, seeing the, what people were doing with their pets and seeing the trauma to pets. I just felt called to do it. Plus, tickets were getting very scarce. So, uh, you know, about a week later, I flew over there for 10 days and I flew into wow. Romania, which was a, is a bordering country where most of the pets were going into Moldova, Poland, and Romania. And and I, I don't have a special technical gift where I could do a surgery nobody else could do or diagnose something. But what I was able to do was I, I first met with the head of the Romanian Veterinary Medical Association. How has this strained your system of veterinarians? What can we do to help you? And then arranged to talk to veterinary schools about Fear Free because they were seeing a lot of dog bites, uh, a lot of injuries at the borders, and so much of that is related to fear-based aggression. So I knew through oh, Fear Free yeah. we could help them with animal handling. But long after I'm gone, these students and faculty that are volunteering could help. And then uh, Ukraine's not a rabies-free country, so when they bring in these these are dogs you kidding? In, it isn't it's not. Oh my god! So gosh. they have to quarantine to quarantine how do you quarantine 700 dogs so i was looking at the infrastructure you know how do you how do we help uh help you do that but then i went to the border too and i went it's i've never been to a a war border before didn't know what to expect you get there and remember I somehow i always thought it was the blue danube i don't know why maybe there was a song i've been watching those Viking cruises or something uh, this was the. Brown- uh, this is
1: not a cruise destination
2: this was the brown danube that i yeah. saw yeah the yeah very very bringing people over across from ukraine over to romania uh there's a lot of ngos you know red cross is there unicef is there uh world vision is there and then a lot of individual people locally but there's a, a veterinary tent there they called it the, the blue the blue tent group because everything was the light <laughs> coming in made everybody everybody look blue
1: well, uh, good thing you weren't the blue man group. I don't know. you'd be.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you, Arden, it, it, it was life-changing. I, I, you and I, you and I've known each other for decades. Our pets are family. Your listeners pets are family. My, my clients pets are family, but to, you know, you always joke about what would you do like, you know, for safety cat, right? What would you actually do uh, in an emergency if your life was uh, at risk and over there, i'll give you some examples of what i saw I saw a guy yeah let's come-
1: get one example because we got about a couple minutes before the break because i want to do that so give me something you saw okay
2: i'll tell you a guy that that his city was being bombed his apartment was being hit he threw himself over his two elderly cats and uh to protect them he took shrapnel on his back and he's about probably late 60s he's pretty beat up came off the ferry in a wheelchair he started crying and he started crying because uh his cats were safe and i met i met another of
1: of gratitude
2: gratitude and i met i tell this quickly i met another uh lady that had 10 yes 10 jack russell terriers and she was a breeder her grandfather bred dogs her father bred dogs she now bred dogs she had two jack russells in each hand on a leash she had six strapped on her like baby Bjorns. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it in my life. Like, you, you just imagine her with these, these and things they're, And off. they're terriers. They, they're they have terriers. ideas
1: of what to do yeah. when. <laughs> and
2: she was pulling a wagon with a rope. In the uh-huh. wagon was food and water and medicine for the dogs. She was afraid she was going to get um, ostracized or judged because she had 10 dogs. Guess what, Arden? What? She'd been walking for 10 days straight. She had nothing for herself. She had not eaten. She drank water, but she had not eaten, and she had no shoes.
1: Her oh feet God. were
2: horrifically frostbitten. Uh, I looked like John Dutton from Yellowstone. I was three layered up and a guy from Northern Idaho freezing <laughs> to death, and, and she had no shoes, but she was so thankful. Uh, I think she's probably going to lose some toes.
1: But. This is the power of the paw. Everyone, we're talking with Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. He just came back from the Ukraine border. Um, We're going to take a quick break and continue this talk with Dr. Marty. So sit, stay, we're going to be right back.
0: Hey, welcome back. Did you miss us all? This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with Dr. Marty Becker. He's just shared two tales from the Ukraine border. And I know, Marty, you've been all over the world. You've done a lot to help pets here in the United States and beyond. And I know, I don't think you were ever in the military, right? No,
2: never So was, this no. has
1: to be kind of, I mean, there was something inside you that said, I need to go. I need to do something, right? And I think, can you share that, that t- passion that I think a lot of us are feeling? How can we help? Every little bit helps.
2: I can, I can tell you, I'll tell you two things that, that spurred me to, to book that appointment and take uh, or that uh, plane reservation to take my wife's wrath. <laughs> when She came home <laughs> well, raft
1: raft. What did you say? I thought
2: you said raft raft because she was, she was worried about Raph. me because yeah. I, I could have gone into Ukraine literally. Uh, but the, the border was so unusual. I might not have got back for six hours and I needed to go to this veterinary school to teach, but I will tell you exactly what it was. Okay. I s- okay. saw the story online of that lady that had an elderly German shepherd that couldn't walk oh, and she yeah. packed that thing for ten miles on her back. Listen, I've got cutie pie in the chair next to me. I pack him from the sofa to the certa mattress every night. That's about <laughs> twenty paces. And and that's my son. And I thought my god, you remember when Katrina happened and that oh, was the absolutely. first time really when people would not leave without their pets. That's so the right. Red Cross and FEMA changed it to where you could evacuate pets at the same time and I thought okay, uh, I've got to go because there's there's connections I have and and the ability on a on a bigger level to help the people on the ground cuz long after I'm gone uh, these people are going to be there taking care of these pets and right now, you know, they're bombing they're bombing Odessa in this war, and that's kind of that southern entry there, uh, off the Danube and the Black Sea. And uh, it's and you and you remember also the lady that went to feed the dogs in the shelter and was killed. Yes. That was the other thing. The dogs had no food or water, and she was going to try to give them food and water and was killed. And I thought, okay, I've got to go. And and you know, we did a study one time on noise phobias. So I think most of our your listeners are going to know what dogs feel like and uh, fireworks thunderstorms, hunting season, if it's in your area where you have those kind of noise phobias, imagine artillery oh my and bombing, hitting your your uh, town, your your neighborhood, and then you're fleeing. You've got all these dogs and cats in a subway. You've got them in a train car. You've got them in cars with multiple people. And it's the most stressful situation you can possibly think of. And, and these people over there, you won't even believe this. When, before I go to any country, I always look at their currency, if they have a dominant religion, uh, what their per capita income is. United States per capita income is the largest of any industrialized country, it's $63,000. Romania, $6,000. Oh,
1: man. Moldova,
2: $4,000 per year. And
1: Drum gasoline
2: roll. was $10 a gallon. Oh, you're kidding. No, I, I gassed up the van of a shelter called Save a Safe Haven. If your listeners want to support it's something. It's
1: S-A-V-A, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. Save a Safe Haven uh, dot com. Uh, they have 300 dogs there. If somebody comes from, uh, you know, from Ukraine and they're going to stay with a sister in London, they'll they board their dogs free of charge. If somebody can find a home, but they don't take the pet, so they only take one pet, and not two. They board them free of charge. It's a non-governmental, non-profit, family-run shelter. I gassed their vehicle up like a Sprinter van, oh. and about that size, fifty-gallon tank gives five hundred and twenty-seven dollars. That's
1: a lot of kibble, Doctor Marty.
2: Yeah. So just think about that. We yeah. we complain that's at six thousand dollar per capita income, but they were giving it themselves uh, ardent to the thing that would just make you. Uh, you you wouldn't believe it. A lot of the local people had made sandwiches. So these people come off the ferry uh, from Ukraine, some walking, the guy in the wheelchair, the lady with the 10 dogs, there's these cars lined up to go through customs and people are walking along with, with water, with uh, wet wipes, with coffee, with cocoa. And then there was trays of sandwiches. And honest to God, I saw something I'll never see again in my lifetime. They, they started limiting the number of dogs you could bring in to five per person.
1: Oh come on!
2: There was a medium-sized car. So let's say you go to the airport. You're flying right. in with with uh, with your safety dog and safety cat, and you Conan get a medium-sized car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was five people and twenty-five dogs in one car.
1: Oh my gosh! It was a
2: canine clown car. I have never seen anything <laughs> like it because each could bring five. So there was <laughs> there twenty-five you go. dogs and five people, and they came by with the sandwiches. And the dogs all went to one side. You could actually see <laughs> the car move and kind of lean to one side. They led
1: by their nose.
2: And, and the first dog greets out, and he grabbed him a whole snout full of sandwiches. He kind of <laughs> lunged out there. And uh, it was one of those moments uh, that, that so uh, I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah, wow.
1: You know, we're wrapping it up with 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 Dr. Marty. He did go to the Ukraine border. He did do his, his did deed. I read somewhere that you packed suitcases, but you weren't bringing wardrobe. I think you had a little bag of clothes, a few bags, a little changes of underwear, but what did you bring? That was the biggest thing.
2: I don't even want to talk about hygiene. Cause I went, <laughs> I went, I went rogue. I'm telling you, I went the least of ever. I took uh, four suitcases full of dog toys. Oh, that's all nice. we had. And, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. There's, there's a real need. Most of those pets have parasites. Okay. And they're having they're having trouble getting medications and things. But one of the things too, I should mention, I'm on the board of WorldVets.
1: Okay, good, thank
2: world you. WorldVets.org. That's the place that now, uh, today, tomorrow, next year, a decade from now, World Vets will be responding. Whether it's a it's a hurricane in the United States or spay and neuter programs in Mexico or things like this, it's a, a really good place to donate to. And that save as safe haven is one place they've worked with in the past. And then there's a veterinary clinic in Moldova. Listen to this Arden, the whole country of Moldova, there's only one veterinary practice that has an x-ray machine. One? One. That's how far behind it is. It's a, it's a third world country when it comes to veterinary care. Uh, It's, And so there's always a silver lining, I think, to things. And and it's going to take a long time for we can help. We're doing crisis care for uh, Ukrainian pets. Someday we'll rebuild it. But Romania and Poland and Moldova, those of us that want to help can help them bring their infrastructure up to a more modern era. And a lot of pets and people will benefit from that.
1: When you came home, tell us what that homecoming was like.
2: Well, first of all, I hadn't changed clothes. Um, I can't remember if I had underwear on or not, Uh, pardon. (laughs) But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one thing. First of all, Cutie Pie, my little heart dog, was doing his, he cries when he's really happy. But he smelled three, four hundred dogs on me. Yeah, Because I had the same pair of pants. So in one hand, it was like almost paws on hips going, you cheater, you (laughs) filthy animal. (laughs) But, uh, you know. He lives our pets live such an amazing life here. you know, Casey's not going to have to worry, right? right um, It's just uh, you, you, and there's things we all want to do and you can't help all of them, but you can help some of them. And so take that that affection connection you feel with your pets. look at people that are willing to risk their lives to sacrifice their pets and let's see what we can do to help them.
1: I, I love it. Hey, uh, I want to give a big pause up to Dr. Marty Becker. He's the very first guest on our very first show. Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Uh, thank you for what you did at the Ukraine border and what you do here in the USA. Uh, and I promise you listeners, uh, you're gonna get a double treat. So stay tuned for the second half because we're gonna chat with Dr. Doctor Mar- uh, Marty Becker. We already talked to him. Dr. Gary Weitzman. And like Dr. Becker, he too just returned from uh, taking care of pets in need in the Ukraine. So, Hang on, we'll be right back.
0: Hey, welcome back. Oh, come on, we weren't gone that long, were we? This is Arden Moore's Four Legged Life.
1: Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, I promised you all a double treat our next top dog in the pet world as our special guest, is president and CEO of the San Diego Humane Society. And he's also a best-selling author of several books published by National Geographic. And like my first guest, he did pack his bags and head to the Ukraine border to help out pets. Please join me in giving pause and applause to one of my all-time favorite veterinarians on the planet, Dr. Gary. Weitzman. I am so stoked you're on my show, Dr. Gary.
3: Oh, thanks, Arden. It's fun to be on your show for (laughs) for its maiden voyage today. And you're one of my favorite people to talk to about animals or pretty much anything.
1: Well, just like Dr. Marty Becker, Dr. Gary Weitzman said, I need to help out. And he is a veterinarian without borders because he didn't just stick in his backyard in San Diego. He went to Poland to help out some of the pets impacted by this terrible invasion of, uh, of Ukraine. Um, but the one thing that's different than Dr. Marty Becker, Dr. Gary Weitzman actually is a military veteran. You served for how many years in the air force, Dr. Gary?
3: Oh, quite a few. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it seems like ancient history. It seems so long ago now, but, Yeah, it was in the 90s and um, I ended up at, um, I was the chief of public health for uh, Air Force Base up in Wyoming, if he weren't uh Air Force Base. And it seems weird probably for listeners to think about veterinarians running public health programs, but yeah, that's what they do in the Air Force. And it was phenomenal. I have a master's so were in you a health.
1: veterinarian and then joined the Air Force? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. really? Yeah,
3: it was it was great. Um yeah, that's what they they hire vets to do that. And you know, veterinary medicine, it it all started really with public health because we were the ones that had to make sure food supplies were safe and a lot of things you know really it's all epidemiology and you know herd health all of that so that's we were kind of at the forefront of one health before we even talked about one health but it was great I loved the air force I just loved um everything I was doing with them I got assigned to actually to an army base uh in in, uh, Maryland later um to actually run you'll laugh at this to actually run help run I didn't run it believe me I did not run it um (laughs) help. Uh, um, the program that is one of the largest programs of research funding for breast cancer in the world. And it's wow. based on F.E. Warren and it's called the congressionally directed mandated uh, research programs. And right now that it's is a multi, multi, it's like probably a billion dollar uh, research funding program. I loved it. I love being in Washington, D.C. It just, it was great. I love my Air Force time.
1: Oh, I love that, and I do thank you for your service. I my family's military, mostly uh, a Navy and Army. But, oh, okay, uh, you got it all so, covered
3: then. The three of us. Yeah, we got it all. We just need <laughs> <Okay>. a Marine
1: <laughs> and a Coast Guard. Yeah and, yeah, and we're complete. That's true. That's true. So you know when everything started hitting uh, about what's happening to the country of Ukraine, talk to me about and our our listeners what what was going on inside you that led you to say I gotta I gotta do something.
3: Well, I think like everybody, I I, I feel destroyed, you know, seeing what's happening is something that we can't even conceive of in 2021. And the last few months, what's the war been going on for 90 days now? So for for months we're all sitting here helpless and ineffective and just watching these poor people suffer, and it's not just that these are poor people from Ukraine. It's just that we're seeing it so live every single day and we can't do anything. You know, it's my family. I have Ukrainian roots. So all my family oh, you do.
1: I did not yeah. know
3: that. Yeah, from Odessa and Kiev, and wow. uh, I think my great great grandfather is from Belarus. So he's from Minsk. But um you know we go back in that 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 area and it's not about it's Ukraine. It's just about the suffering is so unbelievable. It's so needless, and I think I was going insane. And so I tried to find a way to bring some of my vets from San Diego Humane out with me and find a way that we could help. You know, provide some veterinary support there. But there was no infrastructure until I talked to Liz Baker at Greater Good Charities, and she said, "Yeah, we're setting up a vet tent. Come, come help." And I just jumped on a plane and flew to Poland. And it was—I'll tell you—Arden. It was the best. Thing I ever did in my entire life.
1: You know what? It it is weird. It's like we live in the 21st century and we see everything around the world in a blink of an eye. Versus yeah. World War yeah. II, where you had to wait and wait for it news. I know. And I go to a movie I just theater. Never, and see that? I never oh. imagined in our lifetime we would have another type of war where a country was trying to take over another country blatantly with the whole world watching.
3: Yeah, right in front of us. I know it's still unbelievable, and it's still obviously going on, and it's still horrific, and um, the suffering is something that is unfathomable to those to us. We all thought maybe we've evolved. Now we know we really not so much. You yeah, know?
1: but we have pets, and for many of us tuning in, all of you out there, you know the power of the paw. They keep us in some cases better humans, and so. Tell us about logistically, you said you mentioned about the um, Greater Good Charities. Great, great organization. But how did you get from San Diego? I guess you you came landed in Poland, right?
3: Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So
1: tell us that tale.
3: Yeah, that was um it was you know, I only had a few days to get everything. <laughs> and what do you
1: pack? I mean, really, I this is not a vacation. What's that Oh, you um, did?
3: I- but I had to bring, I brought supplies over. I brought medical supplies and okay. equipment. And so I uh, one bag that was packed was all medical supplies uh, in case anybody needed it. And they did. And it was good that I had that. I, I don't know for sure that it went to the right place in the end, but because um, I ended up going out there to work with one group and I, I ended up. Not finding that was going to be productive, and I moved over to another group, uh, which was headed up by IFI, International Fund for Animal Welfare. Oh, slow it down, man. You're
1: saying it so fast. Tell everybody what that is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the International Fund for Animal Welfare, they are absolutely, unbelievably noble. They're saints. They do what they say they're going to do. They are there the front lines, and they certainly were. They set up this veterinary tent, and they were absolutely incredible to work with. And I spend my whole time with them. The greater good people that I was with um, ended up, these poor people, they were they checked on me every day, but I never saw them because they all got hit with COVID and oh, ended no. up being quarantined in Romania. And I was in Poland and it's just, you know, I, I, I got my car and I just drove myself around and found You the know right what, place though? That's
1: awesome. You didn't say, well, that's it. You, you pivoted. You pivoted. I thought about
3: saying that's so- <laughs> it. Yeah, I I, I didn't know where to go. But, you know, honestly, the greater good people checked on me by phone, and uh, they made sure everything was okay. And it was it was great. And it was great being there. And you know, the biggest thing was in in the despair that we're feeling about the world's condition right now, that border was a half a mile to a mile long corridor of people giving to other people really? so whether it was food or supplies or tents for women and children to rest in or anything people needed and our veterinary tent was number two in that border crossing so right there when people came across we were right there to take care of their animals and it just was incredibly for me, rehabilitating, not to, it wasn't about me, but just to be there and be able to exhaust some of this pent up sorrow yep. was really, it's just, I, I, I've never done anything in my life that felt better than this.
1: Hey everybody, we're speaking with Dr. Gary Weissman. He is the president and CEO at a great, I think it's kind of an example of how the 21st century animal shelter should be. It is the San Diego Humane Society. And he's telling us about his uh, experience helping out in Poland at the Ukraine border. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Dr. Gary. So you guys know, sit and stay. We'll be right back.
0: You need even more, Arden (laughs) Moore? We're online at fourleggedlife.com. need even more Arden Moore? We're online at fourleggedlife.com.
1: Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm talking with Dr. Gary Weitzman. He is an amazing veterinarian, and I consider you a pretty darn good friend. And I I used to live in San Diego, (laughs) and uh, I, I moved away, not because of you, but because of family reasons to Texas. But um, let's bring us to the Poland-Ukraine border. And I think you wanted to give a shout out to some other folks that came with you. I think a Dr. Andrew Kushner. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He was terrific. He actually got there a day before me. We went separately. He ended up flying into Krakow and I flew into Warsaw. They're about, oh, three, four hours apart. Okay. Um, He got there a day early. He actually uh, signed up to work directly with IFAW, the International Fund for Animal Welfare.
1: He says that so good, so easily. Yeah, I bet to, you mumble that in your sleep.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. They, I actually, I yes, I say gra- uh, prayers of gratitude to them in my sleep because they were really wonderful. But Andrew is this amazing, amazing, amazing veterinarian. Good. He was a shelter medicine vet uh, here as an intern. And then he did a second internship in wildlife medicine. He's wow. such a great vet. On top of which, out of the blue, I learned that he is Ukrainian and he speaks fluent Ukrainian. Oh, so my dog. He, he was absolutely <laughs> amazing there. He truly was. Wow. But um, we went separately and we went without knowing the other was going. And uh, it was oh, just nice gosh. to see a friendly face there that I knew. And um, it just he was he was astonishing. You know, basically, um, the the only thing I regret is that I couldn't speak the language. And we okay. had interpreters. But People spoke directly to the interpreters. There was such a wall between, you know, if you didn't speak the language, being able to speak to the people that needed help. I was so jealous of him being fluent and everything.
1: Well, and and but let's talk about that. You you were saying before the break that uh, you were in tent number two, and mm-hmm. uh, what were you seeing? I I understand there was some dog that you you helped reunite. Uh, one named Slava.
3: Yeah, Slava. So uh, that turned out not to be. His real name, of course, oh. <laughs> was he traveling to <laughs> Poland under an alias? <laughs> alias, I think so. Yeah. You know, he'd been seen for a couple days on the streets in Medica, which is the border city. that okay. is that um is where everybody was crossing. The weather was terrible. Um oh, was you know, it cold, rainy, what? Yes, cold and oh. Nothing like
1: snowy.
3: San Diego weather <laughs> yeah, and rainy, cold, rainy, snowy, sleety, Haley, all of that. It was just really, really inclement. And seeing him out there by himself, it just was heartbreaking. So this incredibly um, wonderful British, young British soldier was there who wanted to sign up for the Foreign Legion. He, oh my had, gosh. he wanted to go across into Ukraine, but he was holding off on that. So he ended up at the refugee area with us at the registration, which was there to help all of the volunteers that were coming in. And he saw this dog and he just fell in love with this dog, but couldn't get near him. So a wonderful woman from IFA actually helped get this dog. She was so patient. We went out together with food and Finally got the dog. The dog was adorable and wonderful. What kind of dog do you think?
1: What kind of uh, breed? Probably a
3: um, a shepherd collie mix. Okay. Okay. So about a 50 to
1: 70 pound dog.
3: Oh, no, smaller than that. Probably 40 to 50. Maximum. All right. And, you know, we said, we're going to find this, this, the family. If it's a Ukrainian family that lost their dog, oh my God, we got to get this dog back to them. And then we ended up realizing that there was almost no way to do that because people were coming from Ukraine to Poland. That was just the beginning of their long, long, arduous journey. They then had to get buses or trains to another city in Poland, fly somewhere else, somewhere probably to Spain, from Spain to maybe Mexico City, Mexico City to Tijuana come to the United States or they'd go somewhere else in Europe, but whatever it was, it was a long way with their families and there's no way to get this dog back. But guess what happened?
1: Wait a drum roll. Yeah. Okay.
3: Three weeks later, found the family.
1: It's oh my gosh.
3: family and slava went back to his family and they were ecstatic to see him i understand i just wish i had been there to be able to see the re the the reunion it would have now
1: i know you I think don't would have died yeah I, you don't speak ukrainian but i bet you know what slava means in ukrainian
3: it, uh, i do it means victory, it oh, means victory yes. to, yeah it means victory so slava had a victory it was oh definitely my a victory. gosh
1: I so know. obviously you're not in a five-star hotel eating bonbons um Did you feel like your Air Force days and boot camp were kicking back in?
3: It was a little bit rougher than the hat oh, than, okay. than my boot camp days, but it was, it was fantastic. I mean, it was a uh, small, it wasn't really rougher than, than boot camp, but I went to officer camp. So it oh, was a little oh, better for me. the officers, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. um, but it was, it was not, you know, it was difficult accommodations, but they were in hotels. They just weren't in the hotels that normally tourists would want to go to. Yeah. Um, so they're a little rough, but the hard part was that the, uh, the lodging was two hour car was a two hour car ride away from the border. Cause oh. the border, all the motels and hotels were taken by the refugees and they should right. be right. so I went to a little town, you love the names, little town called chesho which Cheshaw. is Spelled with anything but those letters in the English <laughs> language, <laughs> lots of Z's and lots of R's, and it's and it was just a wonderful little town. But it was two hours away, and two hours away in the pitch black and snow and sleet. It was, um, it was you know, you know, when they say you're holding your steering wheel, yes. steering wheel, and your your hands are white. Yeah, that was kind of what it was like.
1: What was it like for you as a veterinarian and someone that operates a leading shelter to see? People come with cats in their arms and dogs on leashes. I mean, what that just shows you how much, if you really say, what is the most important asset you have?
3: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not
1: the diamond ring, right?
3: No, it's, it's your family and your family includes your pets. And if these people have lost everything, then they have a suitcase in one hand, kids holding onto a, a coat in the other side, and in their arms is their cat. I mean, honestly, that that is everything that's important to them. And you know, Arden, you hit it, you hit on it right away. The world, while we feel like we're regressing in some ways, this attachment to animals is proof that we have evolved from the days when You know, disasters would happen and people would have to leave their animals behind. And they did without because we didn't even think of, I mean, people didn't think about it. Remember right. Katrina and Yeah, Katrina was
1: a watershed, wasn't it? It
3: really was. It really was. And now we know that these animals are an absolute part of the of the Exodus. They're part of of people's families, you know, trying to seek shelter and safe haven somewhere. So having that veterinary tent, two tents in from the ukraine border i'm um, from the guard was just amazing it it was just proof that this is this is what's valuable to people
1: so when you came home what did you do with any of your dogs
3: Oh my God. Uh, yeah. What do you think I did?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep. Uh, they were all over me. I've never, I haven't been away from them that long ever. Uh, my young shepherd, never. I've never been away from her that
1: What's long. What's your doggy's name again? I forgot the young one. Rosie. 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 Yep. Rosie the yeah. Terrible. <laughs> is and, Rosie you know, getting Betty. better?
3: <laughs> she is getting a little better, but okay. she's still a noisy German shepherd. She really <laughs> is, but she's the sweetest dog. It was just wonderful to, wonderful to, to be able to just, collapse on the ground with them and and, and see those two again. But um, I'd go back in a second and I'm, tr- I'm thinking that sometime over the summer would be good to go back once there's a little bit more control of yeah. the ukraine side once we get diplomats back in there and there's some infrastructure i know that the ukraine side is where they're going to need help i'd love to go to lviv and bring some of our staff from the humane society and really be able to help out the shelters that are there because the animals that cross the border were the lucky ones the ones that are left behind are the ones yes. we're all worried about yeah. And that would be a chance to help them
1: there well you mentioned you had relatives you- your ancestry.com was humming, wasn't it? Because of your yeah. what side of the family? Mother, father side that were uh, Ukrainian? Both,
3: both, oh. Um yeah, both are Ukraine. Ukraine's Ukrainian. I you think i know some of the language and I don't. I actually know a little bit of Russian and that helps a little bit, but not much. Um, although Ukraine, I understand now from being there, was the original language and it 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 evolved, you know, or Well, right now, we would say maybe not evolved, but it it changed into Russian on the Russian side. And it's all interwoven. That whole part of the world is all, you know, everybody's attacked. Everybody. And countries have been part of other countries. Just thought we were beyond that.
1: I love it. And people can find you all by going to SDHumane.org, correct?
3: That's right. That's right. You got it right. Sometimes I say it wrong. Oh,
1: but I know the year. It's 2022. (laughs) 2022.
3: That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
1: hey, um, thank you so much, Dr. Gary Weitzman, for being on our show. And we'll have you back again. Hey, that's it for our show today. I want to thank all the Pet Pals for tuning in. And a shout out to all the stations coast to coast airing our show. Each show, I'm going to spotlight a few. So we've got KPAY FM in California. We've got KWTO AM in Missouri, and we have WPSL AM in Florida. So, until next time, this is Arden Moore saying to all you two, three, and four leggers out there, pause up!
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.